listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Since 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast has been leading podcast publications as the insider voice of the pharmacy industry. Explore the profession and business of pharmacy through audio. Join us at PharmacyPodcast.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcast directories. You are listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Season 2 of Beyond the SIG is supported by the Pennsylvania Department of Health in partnership with the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association. Funding was provided through the Preventative Health and Health Services Block Grant from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The contents of this podcast are solely the responsibility of the presenters and do not necessarily represent the official views of the Pennsylvania Department of Health or the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association's podcast, Beyond the SIG, is a proud member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the second season of Beyond the SIG podcast, giving a shot about diabetes. My name is Rachel Hay, and I'm hosting today's episode along with my co-host, Isabel. We're really excited about today's episode and our guests. I had the honor of meeting today's guest recently at the APHA Annual Conference in San Antonio. Dr. Keek is an assistant professor of pharmacy practice at Wilkes University Nesbitt School of Pharmacy. Dr. Keek graduated from the University of Buffalo School of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Sciences in 2018. After graduation, she completed a PGY-1 community-based residency at The Ohio State University in Uptown Pharmacy. In 2019, she joined Wilkes University Nesbitt School of Pharmacy, specializing in community pharmacy practice. Dr. Keek's current practice site is Cook's Pharmacy, an independent community pharmacy in Kingston, PA. She was the first faculty member at their practice site, and since joining the team, she's expanded many clinical services to transform this community pharmacy. Diabetes is a passion of Dr. Keeks, and diabetes self-management education was the first, one of the first services she started at Cook's Pharmacy. Dr. Keek had experience with hosting DSMES classes during her residency and knew that this program would be a great fit for the community in Kingston, PA. Even though there have been some challenges with offering this service during the COVID pandemic, she's been able to help several patients in the community with diabetes. So I am so excited to welcome today, Dr. Danielle Keek to our podcast. Danielle, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for joining us. Isabel, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm really excited that Danielle is here today. And I'm I'm happy that you guys got to chat and meet one another at APHA before we even got to do the podcast together. Yeah, yeah, it was so lovely meeting you, Danielle. Uh, Did you have a good time at the conference? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I haven't been in an in-person conference and it feels like forever um, due to the pandemic, but it was so great getting to catch up with old friends and meet new friends at the conference. So networking was definitely one of the highlights of my experience at the conference, in addition to some good continuing education as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely for me too. I'd say probably my favorite part of the conference was just being able to meet other community pharmacy residents from all over the country. Uh, What about you, Isabel? I agree, Danielle. I was about to say you also had a talk that you were a part of, so congratulations on that. 
Yes, thank you. Teamwork makes the MTM dream work, and yes. teamwork also makes your DSMES dream work as well. Absolutely. So whenever you can incorporate technicians, pharmacy students into your services, I feel like it really helps with being able to expand them and offer more services to patients in the community. Yeah, so yeah. I'm really excited. I was able to go to Danielle's talk. I went to a couple of CEs. I personally really enjoyed the networking and the opportunities that APHA had available for new practitioners in particular. Um, since Rachel and I are new practitioners and just out of school pretty recently, I guess you could say, it was really nice to you know, talk about things like imposter phenomenon and how to move a bunch of times throughout your career and interviewing and, and things like that was really awesome to get a perspective from other people that are going through very similar things. Yeah, yeah, we definitely had some great conversations at APHA and I'm really, really happy I went. Um, a lot of pharmacists too are recognized for all the great things they're doing in the community pharmacy setting, like immunizations and everything too. So it was really cool to see. Yes, go recognized. Pennsylvania. We had a lot of Pennsylvania pharmacists win awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I guess to get things started, Danielle, I would just love for you to tell our listeners just a little bit more about yourself. Like, how did you first get involved with diabetes education and what really drew you to this field? Yeah, so um, I've always been interested in chronic disease state management and obviously community pharmacy is my passion. And I feel like as a community pharmacist, we're oftentimes seeing patients that have many chronic disease states are on several medications and diabetes is just one of the few that we often see. So I've always kind of been drawn towards learning more about chronic disease states that are impacting my patients and how I can better help my patients in the community setting. Um, so when I was completing my PGY1 community-based residency at the Ohio State University, I actually, my practice site was actually an independent community pharmacy, similar to where I'm practicing now, and they offered DSMES as one of their services. So I would be responsible for leading group DSMES classes and interacting with patients that had diabetes. And that's where I really became drawn towards DSMES and offering a service like that in the community setting. I think it's great to have services that are not just focused on the medications, but really, you know, encouraging patients to manage their own disease state and empowering patients, I should say, would be a better word for managing their disease state. So that's something that I really am drawn to with diabetes self-management education. It really empowers our patients to learn more about diabetes, learn more about ways that they can better manage their diabetes through exercise, eating, um, and all the great different modules that are available in DSMES. So that's kind of how I got drawn into the field. And when I came to Wilkes and joined Cook's, joined the Cook's team, um, I knew that DSMES would be a great service for patients in the community because we have several patients with diabetes in most areas of the country we have several patients that have diabetes so i think if you are a community pharmacy and interested in starting a service um, dsmes is definitely something to look into because i think it can have a pretty significant impact on your patients 
Can you tell us more about how you started DSMES at your site and a little bit about, you know, gaining that accreditation piece? And I know you're also a professor, so how you're able to integrate students maybe into the accreditation process as well? Yes, I love that. Um, so with DSMES, I am accredited through ADCES, which is the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. Um, and the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association actually has a great program where they help pharmacies get started with DSMES. It's actually fu funded through the Department of Health because they want to have more DSMES services available to patients in the community, just so they have that increased access to care. Um, so I actually learned about the grant from the Department of Health and the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association program through my colleague, Dr. Pizzino. I know she was also on this podcast as well. Um, so she let me know of that great opportunity to really get a service up and running with the support of the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association. So that's kind of how I started it um, at Cook's, but there's a lot of things that have to go into the accreditation. So you kind of alluded to that um, with the standards. So ADCES has several standards that you have to complete in order to set up your diabetes self-management education program. And it can look very daunting at first when you look at the 10 different standards that you have to set up. Um, so when I started, I was like, okay, this is a lot because I jumped right into a DSMES service when I was on residency. I didn't have to start it from scratch. But what I would recommend if you're thinking about starting the service at your pharmacy is just taking it piece by piece. The ADCES website has a lot of phenomenal resources that walk you through everything you need to put in your standards and they really make sure that you're set up for success when you go to offer your service. They also have um, great support staff at ADCES. So if you have any questions, you can just email them and they will get back to you really quickly so that you can finalize those standards before you submit it for accreditation. Another thing too, as you're thinking about getting accredited is you do have to have a patient go through your program um, before you actually get that official accreditation through ADCES. So thinking about someone you may know who has diabetes that wants to learn a little bit more, um, it can be a friend or a family member if you know someone with diabetes to get them through the program for the first time. Um, because if you've never offered DSMES, I think that's all also sometimes a barrier is people are a little nervous, like how do I start? Yeah. Um, so, you know, start by educating your family and friends and having them go through the program that you set up um, and help have them be your first patient because they can give you a lot of honest feedback. And, you know, I feel like it's a little less nerve wracking when you have someone that you're a little bit closer to or know better than just a patient that might be visiting your pharmacy. So those are definitely some things that I did when I was starting up the my DSMES service at Cook's Pharmacy and definitely wasn't afraid to utilize my resources. So I had my colleague, Dr. Fizzino, I had PPA, other pharmacists I could reach out to. I also reached out to my old residency site to ask questions. So if you're considering starting, 
reach out to people who have done it before. They can give you resources, the tools you need um, to help you out with getting those standards in place. Oh, and also you asked me about students. So as a faculty member, I always love to get students involved with things. Um, so I did have students help with writing the standards and I would review them. Um, and we worked through that process together. So anytime you can have students, technicians, any of your support staff help you with some of these things, they can be phenomenal resources. Um, so don't be afraid to give some of those responsibilities over to students, technicians, and have them get involved with it because you know, as pharmacists, especially during COVID, we are all busy and it can be really overwhelming thinking about starting a new service. And I don't want you to become overwhelmed with starting the SMES. I think there's a lot of resources out there that you can utilize to make that process a little bit easier on you. I think it's really great that, you know, you shared some of your um, experiences when you were implementing this new service, um, such as, you know, having your first patient be a family member or a friend or, you know, someone that you're familiar with. Do you have any other tips or tricks for pharmacists that are starting these new services? Yeah, that would definitely be a big one, family or friend, um, because usually they'll give you that honest feedback too and help you update. Um, I would also say trying to connect with providers and other community um, healthcare workers in your area to help with building up your DSMES and marketing your DSMES. Um, so you're gonna want patients to be referred into your program. So if you can build those connections with providers and community partners, that was the word I was trying to think of earlier, community partners, then they can help with getting patients into your service down the line. And they can give you some really good feedback too on what patients are looking for in your community and what they're looking for too in your community. So um, I would definitely say building those connections. And lastly, definitely using support staff, like I mentioned, students, technicians. I think anytime you can tie support staff into the service, it just takes a little bit of that workload off of you as a pharmacist. Thank you so much for, for sharing those tidbits. I think those are really helpful. Um, I never even thought about maybe trying it out or trying out some of the techniques on um, maybe even with a student or your support staff too, just to talk about the topics and even just, you know, creating maybe little PowerPoints or cheat sheets beforehand. I feel like that could be helpful too. I know at our site at Wise Markets in Schnecksville, we use PowerPoints to kind of explain some of the topics that we're going to talk about. And I remember in past episodes too, there have been some guests that have said that they actually share the class information in advance with the patient so that when they get to the class, they can ask more questions. So I thought that was a really cool way of doing it too. So What's the way that you kind of formulate the classes or what's your structure like? Yeah, great question. So I love to use PowerPoints. Um, so we do have PowerPoints made up 
for all the different modules of the SMES. So we have those prepared. I also love to have active learning in each session. So we have different worksheets that we can work through. We have some models that we can utilize. I like to have my whiteboard and draw on it um, if I'm not over Zoom. But there's some features on Zoom too that you can utilize to draw things out. I feel like having those visuals is just so important when trying to describe some of these complex topics um, for patients with diabetes. So that's what I utilize. I utilize students to help with updating my PowerPoints and updating some of my resources. So definitely utilizing students for that as well is going to be really helpful. Um, and not being afraid to reach out to other pharmacists that are offering DSMES. I know we oftentimes share some of our materials and our tips and tricks. I know I've gone to several conferences and learned from so many amazing pharmacists about what they're doing with their DSMES services and how they're educating patients. And I like to use that in my classes as well. Another hallmark of DSMES, I guess I would say, is setting those SMART goals with your patients too. So at the beginning of the sessions, I really like to spend some time explaining what a SMART goal is really sitting down with patients, helping them set their own SMART goals. And by the end of the eight modules or by the end of their program, because they don't have to go through all of the modules, um, we really see a significant impact in their ability to set those SMART goals. And that really helps them with you know, getting motivated and staying motivated. Because I know a lot of my patients, when they come in, you know, they're maybe a little bit hesitant about learning about their diabetes or they're a little worried like they're not going to be able to learn all the information because there's just so much out there or they're not going to be able to make those, you know, significant changes in their weight or significant changes in their blood sugar. But by setting small SMART goals that are very realistic, I feel like our patients you know, make those small steps over time and then really see that large impact at the end. So it's so cool to see them at the beginning, a little bit hesitant about setting a SMART goal. They're like, what are you talking about? Why are we doing this? And by the end, they're like, wow, like this really made a big difference. And I feel more empowered to set my own goals moving forward. Um, so, yeah. I'm curious to know, um, you know, you talked about how there's like this big change in their uh I don't want to say demeanor, but like this like excitement, right? After they have accomplished one of their SMART goals. And there are a lot of results that come out of DSMES. It really is. I mean, it's in the ADA guidelines that it works. So I'm curious to know what are some of the successes in terms of both patient success stories, but also patient successes in terms of like A1C and blood sugar numbers that you've seen at your practice? Yeah, so... Recently, recently, we've been pretty slow with our DSMES just because of COVID and we've kind of shifted some of our focus. Um, but a recent patient I had actually, she's been one of the most significant impacts I've seen with A1C. She started our DSMES service after being hospitalized for um, complications with her diabetes. And she came to us with an A1C over 14. Wow. And yeah, after 
she had gone through the program, I still talk to her and follow up with her and help her with some additional support after finishing the program. But her A1C is now under 10. So, so excited. She is killing it. Um, And there have been challenges along the way. So we would set goals. She wouldn't always meet her goals, but we would work together to adjust the goal and make it something that was achievable for her. And, you know, sometimes things happen in her life and she kind of takes a step back and maybe isn't adherent to her medications or isn't following her, you know, eating plans and exercise plans. But, you know, having that support and knowing I'm there at the pharmacy and she can call me if she has any questions, I feel like we're always able to get her back on track and heading in the right direction. So to see that significant decrease and, you know, she wants to get below eight and below seven but we've really talked about you know it's a journey and it's going to take some time and we got to set those small goals and I don't ever want you to fall too far back or think that you can't get back on the wagon so I've been working with her for a long time and just encouraging her to always get back on the wagon even if we have some steps back it's okay we can get back on the wagon we can keep moving forward and look at how big of an impact you've already had you went from a 14 to a 10 that is phenomenal um so that's one of my biggest patient success stories and actually one of my most recent patients as well that's gone through the program so she's definitely has a special place in my heart um and i will always you know be following up with her because i feel like i've seen such a big growth and she was one of those patients that came into like I have a hard time learning. Like, I don't know if I'm really going to understand what you're telling me about my diabetes or really be able to take in all this information. And we took a step back. We went slowly through the modules. We went at her pace. um, And she really feels empowered to manage her diabetes now, which is just awesome to see. That's such an amazing story, Danielle. Thank you so much for sharing. That is exactly what I want to hear about DSMEs. That story is literally the epitome. If I could just take that and like put it all over like every single DSMEs website or on the PPA website, like we need her picture <laughs> up on the wall. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, and I mean, she's been working, you know, with her doctor and she also has a pharmacist too that she works with her diabetes but we all work together and he always reaches out to me like she can use any support and help so you know as a team we really collaborated to help this patient it's just been phenomenal to see her change and growth that is so awesome um i did also allude to in my introduction about how um covid has affected your practice um, i was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that yeah definitely so i have i've been doing more individual classes than group classes so during my residency i did more group classes um, but with covid and being remote we've done mostly individual classes and Several of them have been on Zoom, um, so getting patients used to Zoom and using technology. Um, sometimes patients don't always know how to like get the camera on, but it's okay. We work with it and we adjust. So a lot that's been the biggest shift is being remote and using virtual technology to communicate with our patients. Um, so that's one thing that I've really had to adjust to and 
making sure that they feel comfortable and can see the PowerPoint and can see the things we're trying to show them on the screen has definitely been a bit of a challenge, but something that we have overcome. Also, the volume of patients. I was hoping to have more patients and more group classes, um, but that has definitely been smaller. So only a few patients have actually gone through the program at Cook's Pharmacy. But I, I don't want that to discourage anyone either. Even if you only have a few patients going through your program, you can have such a significant impact on those patients. So never look at your program and say, oh, Oh, I didn't have that many patients. So is this really an important program or an important service? I think it is because you can have such a big impact on just those patients that are able to utilize the service. Um, but that's one thing that I am focusing on with my continuous quality improvement project. So with DSMES, you do have to do a continuous quality improvement project every year. Look at your service and see, okay, how can I make this better? And how can I make changes for the next year? So that is what I'm focusing on for next year is really marketing the service, increasing the amount of patients, increasing recruitment. So there's gonna be hopefully more patients coming through in the upcoming years and I can offer some more group classes in person. Danielle, I think I, I wanna chime in here about a particular patient that we have going through DSMES right now um, at WISE, just because you mentioned how it doesn't matter like how many patients because the impact that you can make is so large and I literally have seen that just recently because this has been our first DSMES patient in quite a few months and we're doing it completely virtual because she lives quite a far distance um, I believe at least an hour away and we found out last week that she gets all of her medications through mail order so she told us that she has never talked to a pharmacist about her medications and we all like our jaws just dropped because we were just so shocked so we did like a whole medication review for her just like this one day for like an hour just because she's never talked to a pharmacist before and so that's why I completely, completely agree with you. Even if you have like two or three patients the entire year, like this one patient, I feel like we made such a big impact on because we talked to her about some of her medications. And she was very knowledgeable about the stuff that she was taking. She's in the medical field, but she said, I've never talked to a pharmacist about my medications because I've never gone to pick them up. They've always been mail order. So I, I don't know, I like sharing that story. I thought that was so cool. Um, and now she could say that the first time she talked to a pharmacist was through DSMES and diabetes education. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, that's so great, Isabel. Um, well, it sounds like both of you are making a huge impact, even if you're, you know, only talking to a few patients at a time. Um, it sounds like both of you are making a really great impact. Um, and Danielle, I just, I loved hearing your stories and, you know, you clearly have a lot of valuable experience and expertise. Um, so I guess to kind of just wrap things up, I was wondering if you would be able to share some of your advice, um, you know, especially for new pharmacists like me and Isabel, um, who are just entering into the fields of diabetes management. I love that. And I'm still a new practitioner too. So I graduated in 2018, so I'm not too old yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think next year I'm technically not a new practitioner anymore, but I'm I think it's five it years or so, right? Yeah. 
Um, but I would say the biggest thing is like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. It can be kind of scary and daunting developing a new service. I know in residency, especially community-based residency, that's one of the things that you have to do, but you have your preceptor there that's also helping you along the way, who's probably developed some relationships at that site. But I would say if you are interested in DSMES at all, you know, put yourself out there, try, you know, fill out the standards, submit for accreditation, and don't be afraid to try some new and fun things out too with your DSMES. There's some awesome opportunities to be creative with your classes. There's obviously certain topics that you want to cover along the way. And we always want to set a smart goal with our patients at the end of each class, but there's a lot of opportunities to get creative in the ways that you explain eating healthy, being active, all the different parts of the modules. So I would recommend doing that. Um, and also, you know, just know that you have a big impact on your patients and you have the skills and the knowledge to really have that impact on your patients and change their quality of life. So I think that's one thing that I was maybe a little bit hesitant with as a new practitioner, like, you know, do I have all the knowledge? Do I have all the skills? But you do, you have the skills, you have the knowledge. So again, don't be afraid to really just put yourself out there, try something new. You are going to have impacts on your patients. And even if it's, you know, a small thing, like helping someone find a coupon to lower the cost of their medication, that is amazing. You need to write it down. You need to look back on those small impacts you're having for your patients because you will be surprised about how many patients you are really impacting when you kind of add up all those small things. So that's one thing I also encourage of my students is don't ever think an act is too small to really, you know, be happy and celebrate. Anytime you can have that impact on your patients, no matter how small, reflect on that, celebrate it, be proud of being a pharmacist, be proud of being a new practitioner. You have a lot of great skills and knowledge just coming out of school that the team can really utilize as well. So don't ever think that you're not a valuable asset to any team because you are, you are great and you are going to change the world. So I'm so excited for you guys to get your jobs and hopefully be offering some more DSMES services. Danielle, that was literally a pep talk for anyone that needed a little motivation. If you're listening in the morning or you're listening at night, does not matter. For your morning commute, you got some motivation to start your day. Or if it's at the end of the day, you could journal or something like that. But I absolutely love that. Thank you for that, like, encouragement. That's so cool. Yes, I, I especially love the part when you were talking about celebrating the little wins. I'm like, just thinking like, oh, man, I need to do that in my own life. <laughs> like, that's such great advice. I need to focus more on that. Um, but I just want to thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on our podcast and just sharing your insights and your wisdom with us. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. And thank you everyone for tuning in to our DSMES series, giving a shot about diabetes. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond the SIG. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and others on the Pharmacy Podcast Network on any of your favorite podcast directories. 